This episode of Oops! The Podcast is brought to you by Roman Swipes. Most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but thinking about baseball doesn't always work. The folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They're effective, easy to use, and fast-acting, but don't require a prescription. Roman can ship swipes to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. Swipes are great. They will not transfer to your partner, so you can last longer without worrying. They're super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, let it dry, and you're good to go. That's it. When you go to GetRoman.com Francis, you can get your first month of swipes for just $5. When you choose a monthly plan, if you use the link getroman.com slash Francis. That's getroman.com slash Francis. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome on back to Oops the Podcast. It's Francis, as always, joined by my beloved co-host, Julio Galaradio. God damn it. <laughs> Julio Galarati. Julio, welcome. How you doing, Poppy? Man, I'm good. How are you? Doing good, dude. That's the first time anyone's ever called him a Galaradio. And I feel like that should happen more often. It should. It should. <laughs> you just Italian names just keep adding syllables. Vowels. <laughs> Has anyone ever called you Poppy before? Nope, nobody has called me Poppy, but I don't sleep with many like uh, South American women. <laughs> that was like my first fetish. Was it was girls, like, yeah, was girls being like, "I Poppy." Yeah, that would be fun. When I was like eighteen or nineteen, I thought that was so hot, dude. I I think it would be if someone referred to my penis as a binga. Is that what they do? They're like, ah, oh, grande binga. What? I know this from porn. I don't really know. Binga. I don't. It's not like a Rosetta Stone <laughs> Spanish thing. But, oh, um, Francisco, oh, binga muy picante, which I think means spicy. A spicy binga is a penis, a binga, yeah. And the mine would be because it's red, like a dog's <laughs> Clifford. The they, people ask me, Does the carpet match the drapes? and I'm like, No, the penis matches the drapes. <laughs> Looks like it's the holding its breath. Dude, that's crazy, dude. It's disgusting. Looks like a missile, it's a Rojo. Soviet missile. Yes. Rojo, but yeah. picante binga. Like a, like a mascot for a USSR hockey team. <laughs> oh my God. Dude. Okay, so uh, we're off to a hot start. This is going to be a good show. Binga. I can already tell <clears throat> it's going to be a funny show. <laughs> That's Chris, who uh, who has a drug problem. Chris has lost forty <laughs> pounds since we started the podcast. Have you really? Not since we started, but since I started. When did you start? I a month in. I started this. So Chris started a month in. A month into our podcast, you started losing I've been weight for three months, and two months. Okay, so okay. You, there was one month before month we started start. that that he started losing weight, but it definitely accelerated once he came on the pod. To work with us because obviously Julio and I are pretty athletic and in shape, and uh, I think by contrast, Chris felt out of place. Is that wrong? <laughs> That's made, not right. He made a very like confused face just now. Yeah, we have a great episode of Oops for you guys today. Later on, we're going to be joined by our good friend, uh, fantastic comedian Aaron Berg. He has a documentary coming out 
in uh, in two weeks, and it is called Twenty Five Sets. I believe it is about. Um, yeah, he performed twenty five sets of comedy in one night. In one night, yeah. I believe that's the world record. It's. I mean, that's insane. I don't even understand how that's possible. Yeah. Twenty five sets in one night. We had, you know, we know our good buddy uh, Andrew Schultz had a a great comedy album come out that was called Four Four One. Um, which was four sets, four clubs, one night, true New York, while Ehrenberg did 25. So we'll see what that's about. Hang tight for him. Well, we had quite a weekend. We had Oops! The Reality Show. We had quite a weekend. This weekend. Yeah, we did. We had a party at uh, my apartment here, where we record from, out in the garden. And um, it was super fun. We had a lot of people that have been on the show before. We had Ashley Hesseltine there. We had Hannah Burner there. Do we have anyone else who's done the show? I think that was it. But Hannah brought the guy who we were making fun of. Oh, yeah. Luke Golbranson. <laughs> He's a nice kid, dude. Really, really nice bad. guy. It really was nice. Hannah's fault, actually. Like, I was thinking if I should feel guilty, but I didn't know the guy before. No. And then, and also, not only that, when I saw him, I didn't recognize him. I had met him when I went over there to play tennis. Mm-hmm. And I introduced myself, which also is overlap with Oops. Oh, Right. Because I, I could have right. used the nice to see you, and I did not, and because of which, <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, we've met before, man. And little do you know, and little does he know, that we fucking slammed him did for 20 we, minutes. Did, was it us, though? Or was it Hannah? I probably got involved. We both were, we were all slamming We him. probably piled on a little bit. The voicemail is in our episode. But let me tell you this. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. If I had seen how he looks before that episode, I don't think I would have shit on him so hard. He is a dish. He looks good. This yeah. guy is so fucking handsome. I mean, it is hard to take your eyes away. You know, I, the red rocket was going the whole time, dude. It was, it was pointing true north. The red rocket was like locked a, in. A magnified, a magnetic compass, you know, needle straight to him. And uh, he's a good dude. I like him a lot. And uh, to be honest, probably like him a lot more than I like Hannah. So <laughs> let's get him on the pod. Shit on her. See what sort of oh, voicemail man. she's left him. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so we get the full story of the voicemail. Yeah. Hear his side of it. Dude, the, the, other, the other big problem, the, the big oops of the, uh, of the party, though, was that it was my girlfriend's birthday on Friday. Right. Okay. Her 28th birthday. Um, and, uh, I, here's, here's what happened. Okay. Girls celebrate their birthday very differently from how guys (laughs) celebrate their birthday. Girls treat their birthday as if it's like, uh, a pro, you know, a process that everyone needs to subscribe to for a long period of time. And my birthday is like a one and done type thing. If people tell me happy birthday, great. If they don't, it's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. Um, Agreed. So last weekend, we went up to the Hudson River Valley and we talked about this. And we had this lovely weekend in the in the woods around Poughkeepsie. With animals. You guys- with animals, alpacas, the farm, hiking, marshmallows, s'mores, all that shit. And... There were like eight of her friends there, and we were all raising glasses and toasting her. And by the way, I, I'm just going to pause for one second. Um, if I hear one more person say, I'd like to cheers everybody, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. 
Like, I, like cheers like is toast? not the verb. Toast, right? Toast <laughs> is the verb. I'd like to toast. And then you say cheers. It would be like calling a prayer. I'm going to amen now. Right, right. Let's start an amen. I'd like, to, I'd like everyone to bow their heads for an amen. <laughs> what? That's the end of it. That's us saying, yes, I agree. Cheers. Amen. Good, good words. Good speech, God. <laughs> That's like you having sex and you haven't come yet. And instead of saying, I'm going to come, you say, I have come. Yeah. It's like calling sex, come. <laughs> Let's have some come today. You want some gum? It's the end of it. <laughs> it want- is the final handshake line of the <laughs> NHL Stanley Cup Finals. You can't tell me that we want to cheers. We want to toast, and then we agree by saying cheers. Right. The anyway. Cheers is the icing on the People cake. say this all the time. It drives me fucking crazy. You're fucking video you posted with you chewing the thing the, oh the alpaca chris has a great sense of humor chris has a good sense of humor I was, so <laughs> I was chewing i don't think i've seen this chewing grass with an alpaca That's we, were, we were looking at each other man that thing we i, I saw eye to eye with that thing uh I, it's not on my instagram it was a uh, story i'll show you later uh, okay okay you know, Francis, like we were talking about earlier, I thought you looked real snazzy this weekend in your Kenny Flower shirt. I felt snazzy. I felt like every all eyeballs were on me. Light-fitting, short-sleeve, button-down shirt with a delicious pattern. It was the paradise, the leopard print. The paradise. You were the guy the life of the party. Rawr. I'm not a very good leopard guy. The noise. I can't do it. <laughs> that was a good leopard sound. No, 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 it was okay. Pretty good. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. All eyeballs were on me, not my girlfriend, even though it was kind of her birthday. Caused problems for us. That's true. The paradise, make sure you use it on a day where you want to be the center of attention. Exactly right. Otherwise, it's going to be a problem. If you guys go to kennyflowers.co and use the promo code OOPS, you'll get 15% off your first order. Yeah, get them now, guys. They are fun, incredibly festive, really nice fitting shirts that will be great at any outdoor, indoor party that you're heading to. Correct. That is kennyflowers.co. Use promo code OOPS for 15% off your first order. But here, here, here's the thing. Where were we? Because there was an important oh, yeah, point. Of birthday. Oh, yeah. So we go up to the Hudson River Valley and we celebrate all weekend, basically. Now, there was no cake up there for her, admittedly. But we did the, the whole weekend was kind of, you know, built around it being her birthday. All of her friends constantly saying happy birthday. Cheers to Sierra. Toast to Sierra, etc. Oh, I shouldn't say her name. I have already done it. Um, And then... A week goes by. Her true birthday was on Friday. I took her out to an extremely nice omakase sushi restaurant. Which I heard about. She told you about she it? She told us about it. It was good, man. It was expensive. What place was it? It's like a famous <clears throat> one. It's called Sushi Zo. Oh, okay. It's near the cellar. Cool, cool. It's on uh, just south of Washington Square Park. Really nice. Only 10 seats in the restaurant. Right. So there's the sushi counter around the two sushi chefs and then there's one table and we were sitting at the table and you know it's like 13 dishes of sushi i was gonna ask yeah it's 13 courses all at least i mean they bring you out like so many plates but it was great and that's usually my complaint with omakase is that i'm never full after you know but i was and really really nice then we went out for some cocktails and just uh enjoyed ourselves and then went home, woke up the next day, started organizing for the party. Party starts. 
I had told her, hey, I'd love to have some people over. What do you think? It can kind of be a somewhat celebration of your birthday, et cetera, all this. That was my oops. Mm, That was your oops. Because I mentioned to her that this party might be kind of a celebration of her birthday, even though that's not... It was not. Yeah, no, it it was mostly my friends, some of her friends, and we had already done her birthday the previous weekend and the night before. So I figured I was kind of covered. I also, I got her some good presents. I thought I was covered on the birthday celebrations. Right. But then when all the guests arrived and said hello to her without saying happy birthday, two thirds of the way through the party, she came up to me and just said, you know, I'm a little bummed. Not, not a meltdown. She's not like that. She's not like, she just said, look, I'm I'm a little bummed out. Uh, nobody here knows that it was my birthday. Um, nobody has wished me a happy birthday. And uh, I kind of thought this might be a little bit more like that. And that day was her actual birthday? No, the day before. Oh, been. okay. So I, my first reaction was like, fuck this, fuck you. Uh, our relationship <laughs> is over. God. I can't believe it. Like, this is so, so dramatic. Oh my God. But then I was like, that's not at all how this is. This is a very reasonable thing to think and say. So then I jogged out to Billy's Bakery. I bought a key lime pie, brought that back, put some candles in it, brought it out. We sang her happy birthday, rectified the situation. That was all she really wanted was to blow out some candles. You guys both enjoy key lime pie together. I yeah, we do. It's a nice and pie. you know one thing about key lime pie that's great? Girls don't like eating soft, wet pie at birthday parties. So we had so much left over. Ah, oh, that's what I was going to say. I was like, isn't key lime pie soft, wet pie? Yeah, it is. Nobody wanted it. Also which soft, Which meant that I got pie. to eat it myself later. Pie, remember when you used to, Did you ever refer to vagina as pie? No, I wasn't into that. That was like a... Maybe it's... I feel like my generation... Am I older than you? I'm a couple years older than you. You're a couple. But is, was that a, an offshoot of American pie? I don't... See, I was just thinking that, but I don't think so. I think he used to call pie... So that just sounded kind of like Someone, a sexual reference. A girl I dated in college pie. was from the Bay Area in San Fran, and she referred to butts as cakes. Oh, yeah, I've heard that one. And I like that. That's good. But, I mean, if we turn all of our private parts into baked goods, where does it end? I know. Well, that could be good for you, maybe. Nipples going to be like muffin tops. and Muffin tops already refers to love handles. Does it really? Yeah. And then your butthole could be like a scone? What? I don't know. I'm just thinking, <laughs> what, where, what what would you put? The butthole is what item in the, the bakery? The butthole maybe is like that that jello thing that has a circle opening in the middle. Or like one of those What's pies. That? The pies that wrap around a circle. There's like a circular thing in the middle of the pie that's an opening. And around it is a like... A bunt cake? Perhaps. Uh, is those are big though. A bunt? Yeah, but there's that hole, that asshole in the middle is big too, I guess. You, you know, this is really it, gross. It is. <laughs> it is. It's Wait, too two, bad. Two, I want to say two things. First of all, for anybody who doesn't know, omakase is like when you sit down at a sushi restaurant and they don't tell you what they're serving you. They pick whatever they want. They just bring you your shit. And it's like 20 courses and it's like everything's incredible. Yeah, it, but it's it's one piece typically it's in, on each plate. So if you they, go to a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and it was it was really good. I'm I'm glad you you uh, translated that Japanese for the morons out there. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Well, the people are dumb, you know. And so, it, we appreciate the listeners, but there were if you didn't know what omakase meant, you're not making enough. So, <laughs> dude, I have a confession. By the way, I have a, I have a confession. <laughs> such an asshole for you. Yeah. Hit me. All right. So when I came in the apartment, I saw Sierra, and I said, "Hi. Oh, hey, what's up?" Hi, I said hi. And yeah, then, I didn't tell you that it was her birthday. Right. So that's on me. No, 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 but it's okay. So then she mentioned, or somebody got it out. Maybe my girl got it out of her, but she eventually was like, it's my birthday. And I was like, where's the cake? <laughs> Julio. <laughs> Dude. That pie sent me back $33. I fucked you in many ways by doing that. And she oh. goes, she goes, and I saw her think about it for a second. And then she's like, She's like, oh, wow. She's like, that's another sore subject. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. And then her mindset was like, fuck this. Fuck him. It's over. She had that same mentality and then came to me and was like, hey, uh, Julio just reminded me <laughs> there was no pie, no cake, no cake specifically. And so I had to go out and get this wet, soft cake that nobody wanted to fuck. And uh, luckily, we got to fuck it later. Dude, that's a layup though, man. The cake is such a layup. It's it's a really easy way to make a young woman on her birthday feel like you've gone the extra mile. And you cover every base by doing it. Yeah. It's like the joint party argument. That's all you have to do is the cake. And if you, man, it's such an easy way around. You don't have to buy crazy expensive shit. If you just get everyone to sing and she gets to blow out candles... She's going to feel celebrated because who that. wouldn't with a pyrotechnic show like that? You know, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's exactly such a hullabaloo. It's really great. Yeah. And dude, also Francis's outfit makes the story better. Yeah. Like, I was dressed a little. <laughs> her confronting him. He's wearing like a leopard print shirt. Can I was wearing Kenny Flowers. Kenny Flowers Paradise shirt. The Paradise shirt with a sombrero. He looked like the fucking Count of Monte Cristo. I was a, I was a disheveled mess. <laughs> like remember, a Zorro hat. Do you remember that toy <laughs> where uh, it, it was a, a figure and you could spin parts of him to change different parts of his outfit? No, that's cool. Though. So at the top, it was his head with a hat and you could spin a, a, I don't know, a block or something and it would change to a guy wearing a different hat. Middle was shirt, same thing. Mm. I looked like one of those come to life. I was wearing neon yellow bird dog shorts a kenny flowers leopard print shirt and a an australian kangaroo leather outback hat like a bush hat that's amazing and if people we were people, taking hypnotic shots on the ice luge yeah we were sure were <laughs> that luge set me back a pretty penny spent a lot more on that than i did on my girlfriend's cake <laughs> how long did that thing take to melt Dude, it was it was still a big block the next morning. Oh, really? Yeah, the whole day, whole night, it was great. I just realized I'm a fucking moron because my whole life I've been like, oh, I wonder, rent an ice luge, but it fucking... It's <laughs> 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 so stupid. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever thought. <laughs> like, it clearly melts. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's real dumb, man. You, and, how many, and how many times have you thought... Because <laughs> you clearly never did that. No, I've done can't. it before. I, what do you mean? Oh, rented one? Yes, I have not. You've never rented one, but you have bought one before? No, I've used them many times. Yeah, events right. Or parties They're fun. Or... I think they add, a, they add an element of fun. It's like when you get there, you're like, oh, this is a real party. Yes. And that was really the only element I had. 
<laughs> that was a party element. Dude, one of your friends came up to me. He's like, yo, dude. He's like, maybe, Fran I forget who said this, but he's like, Francis has set the bar so high that like, I just am kind of disappointed there isn't food here. Someone said that to you? <laughs> yes. I, did, I don't remember who. But somebody was like really bummed out that there wasn't. I food. did end up ordering pizzas later. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. really nice of you. Well, fuck that person. But he even knew. He's like, dude, I know that that's insane to complain about that. But he's like, Francis has just set the bar really high. And maybe with Sierra, you've set the bar really high too. Francis I got to bring everyone's expectations for me down a lot. Francis has set the bar high. I'm pretty good at that though. I'm ready. I'm pretty good at at, at cratering off a cliff of expectation, <laughs> lowering the bar. But yeah. look at this asshole cake. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Francis is... All right, so the point is this, okay? My oops of the weekend was not laying down the red carpet enough and truly acknowledging my girlfriend's birthday. I, I don't even know if that's the right way to phrase it. I honestly think if I had just done a cake earlier in the day and had really set all that up, and then everyone would have known, you know, especially if we had sung the song and done the cake, an hour into the party, then everyone would have come up to her and said, happy birthday. A million percent. But by the time she had spoken to me and admonished me for not telling people, I then, anyone who arrived at the party after that, they'd be like, princess, what's up? And I'd be like, yo, good to see you. It's Sierra's birthday. Don't tell her I told you. And then they'd be like, okay, okay. So my friends would then go up to her, right. you know, and give her, give her that sort of thing. Totally. And you had told, you told me but by then it was too late. And too not late. only did you know, you had no idea how late it was. Yeah. But we, we did recover it. Uh, we're, we're back on solid footing. And uh, she claims it was a really good birthday. It just, it just bums me out, you know, because um, I spent so much money on her birthday. I really did. And I she doesn't listen like to the it. podcast anymore, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I spent so much money. Uh, our, our anniversary was like three weeks ago. I remember the And diamond I had bought earrings. her those diamond earrings, which we talked about, right? Yeah. Then I took her to the Omakase restaurant, which was like $600, which is nuts. We went out for cocktails. That was like another 100 So we're talking 700 now. Then I spent all this money on that ice luge, which really wasn't for her. Um, <laughs> but the party itself was expensive, right? And then yeah. the pie, which was 33 bucks, stuff like that. It all really added up to being, oh, and then I bought her some presents. I'm just sure. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. I have a question for you about Ooh, this. Hear it. Hit me. Because the presents I bought, well, one was great. It was like a, a nice big gift certificate to a really nice spa Ooh. in New York at the Greenwich Hotel. Oh, um, I heard that place was called sick. Shibui. Yeah. And they've got like cool baths. It's the Japanese themed spa. Yeah. And they've got yeah. all kinds of massages and all that. So that well. that'll be a nice day for her. Um, and then the other thing was I got her 
uh, a package of exercise classes. Ah. Now, this is my question. Right. <laughs> is that a risky gift <laughs> to give to a young woman? Yeah, it is. Are you inherently saying, uh, are you inferring, hey, these are for you because you need to work on your body. This is why it isn't because you guys already have an active lifestyle. She's an impeccable shape. You know she exercises already. I, I, I do. I do. And I know that this was a class that she said, I really wish I could do that class more. It's just prohibitively expensive. What class? SLT, strength oh, yeah. and length and tone. Dude, I do that. Women, you do that one? Yeah. I have actually, I hope they don't listen to this, but I have a, I have a hack for it. I keep signing up as different people and then and buy use the, the intro, intro class package. every time. Yeah, the intro yeah. pack. That's why I bought her. It was so much cheaper. Yeah. So I have a, a character called Lil Young Big, and uh, you do it as Lil Young. Big. Yeah, I do it as Lil Young Big because he has an email already. Okay. Got so it, then when got I it. check in, one time I went with my girlfriend, and she used me. So she's like, "I'm Julio. I'm, I'm, it's under Julio." And then she's like, "What about you, sir?" And I was like. Uh, big is the last name. <laughs> and she goes, is that Lil Young Big? And I just look <laughs> over at my girlfriend. She's just spontaneously combusting. She's so embarrassed. Mr. Big, first name Lil, middle name Young. Dude, that class is fucking hard. I heard it's really, really hard. The women in there are just like gazelles. Dude. Yeah. They just have gigantic muscular legs. Like and they're in torsos. incredible shape. The torsos are long, right? They're like an army of strong women. Wow. Physically strong That's women. That's a terrifying thought. It is prohibitively expensive. It is really expensive. Each class is like 40 bucks or some shit. And a lot of the group classes that you do around the city are like 32, which is still yeah. a lot, but 40 is where, you know, that's the difference between like, let's say a $14 cocktail and a $20 cocktail. 100%. I think that's where you see a $20 cocktail at a bar. You're like, fuck you guys. Yeah. You're like, I should have just done bottle service. Yeah. So, uh, I got her a, a, a three pack of those classes. The point is, uh, so we do have an active lifestyle and I knew that she wanted that, but do, do you think that is, that's a risky gift to get exercise classes? hundred percent. Especially if she hasn't asked for it. Absolutely. You guys haven't talked about it. I can't think of a riskier gift. It's like, here's a gift. It's like, A, it's selfish because you're like, I want you to improve your body for me because I'm having thoughts about having sex with people who are in better shape than you. Wow. Well, that's, that's a big mental leap. Those are some steps that you filled in. I'm just saying, like, if you're buying your girlfriend fitness classes and she doesn't talk about fitness with you and she doesn't really work out, especially if she doesn't work out and you get her fitness classes, it's the most insulting thing in the entire world. I'm trying to think of what would be more insulting to a young woman. Than getting her fitness classes? I, I, getting her, like, a juice cleanse gift certificate? Juice cleanse is pretty tough. That's or an outfit that's, like, four sizes too small. And you'd be like, you can work towards this. <laughs> This is something to aspire to. I know it doesn't fit now, and it probably won't for a while. <laughs> That's crazy. Like lingerie with this workout class? Yeah. Or, or yeah, lingerie would be bad. I'm thinking, I don't even know. Like I mean, a pair like of smaller jeans. Lingerie. Like you would never buy your girlfriend a pair of jeans. And if you did, and you were just like, I know these aren't, you know, this oh, like is the, way if not too small. Fit, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unbelievably insulting. <laughs> also, this is funny, man. I feel like... I've set the bar much lower with my girlfriend, mm -hmm. even though I adore her. I think she's fantastic. I don't but know that that's necessarily true. Me, I mean, so the other day we're in this uh, store, Chloe. Oh, which makes I've very been nice, there. expensive yeah. bags. She was looking at this bag that was like so sick. And she's like, I want that bag. And in my head, I was like, 
maybe I'll buy for her. You know what I mean? So I was like kind of looking around and I, I, it was like $1,800. And this is like a little bag oh. too. I assumed it would be more. And I was like, that's too expensive. Like I can't just like that's buy nuts, her that. Dude. But then I was like, but Francis fucking <laughs> dropping that on anniversary gifts. Yeah, uh, that was a mistake. The, the diamond earrings were a mistake, um, especially given that I prefaced all this shit. The whole point that I was getting to was that even in the wake of, of spending cl- so much money on her birthday, all she really wanted was for a handful of people to say happy birthday and to blow out some dollar candles right. on a $30 cake. Right, right. So, yeah, it has nothing to do with the money. The, and, and I do love that about her. Yeah. Which is that none of the rest of it fucking mattered. Right. It was very nice of you. And if you hadn't thrown a party that day, you wouldn't have had to do shit. The fact that there was a gathering, it was kind of yes. talked and it was sort of joint. There's a shit ton of people. It's basically still her birthday and no one says happy birthday. Yeah. So it's, I would, it in. you know, having said all that, I would much rather date this person than somebody who cares far more about the diamond earrings the SLT classes, the, you know, the expensive sushi restaurant, and then is more indifferent. Well, I guess there's no girl who would be indifferent to being wished happy birthday, but I don't know. Priorities. That was, uh, that was definitely something that I was, that it struck me as interesting and a big oops on my part. You learn, you know? You did. You live and learn, man. Yeah. That's all you can do. It's crazy how that happens too. Like you have this whole set of great things, but then it's about being like, obviously thoughtful mm-hmm. at the end of the day right so it's like that was a thing that was just it's just an omission you had a lot going on too I dude. Did. you're throwing this big party ice luge yeah dude you know you know what's big um uh sentimental gifts like gifts that you've made yourself right if i'd you know crafted her a bowl made of clay at a pottery class that i took <laughs> even if it looked like shit <laughs> that would mean something, you know, just with my finger dug in. Sierra, <laughs> like a four-year-old dipshit. Do you ever do that? Have you ever done a pottery like class? Made, no, just making a gift. Not really. One thing I'm good at, I'm good at writing cards. I did write her a very long, very thoughtful card, and I have pretty good handwriting. Uh, I take pride in it, and <laughs> I typed it out on the computer so that I would then be able to know exactly what I wanted to handwrite in the card. That's good. And that was that was a nice touch. She's asked me to write her a song before because I'm always writing songs and then sitting her down and saying, listen to this. And then it always turns out to be a song about like coming on girls' faces. <laughs> and that's not exactly the thoughtful song, the romantic song that she wants to hear. So maybe someday I'll do that. Yeah, that would be really nice. For Christmas, because I certainly can't spend any more fucking money. <laughs> so I do that too with the songs. I make songs about girls with, again, through Lil Young Big, but it doesn't come out the right way. Like, it's hard to, like, argue that it's romantic because the character himself is a little more vulgar. Yeah. So the coming in the face part, even though he'll say it in his own way, if, th- if that were to be a topic, it, it doesn't have the same, you know what I mean? Maybe we should write our girls' songs, dude. Yeah, but writing a a rap song is always going to be tough. I feel like to, to sweep a young woman off her feet in that, in that format. Yeah. It's, it's weird too. Sort of. It's like 
why are you expressing these thoughts and feelings through this character well, you don't have to tell me you it. know what you could do is if you wrapped it without a beat and you just did it a cappella somewhat slowly a lot of people might call that poetry and then women would like that they would like the poetry yeah so i was thinking about a gift that i made here's the problem with making gifts if you make a gift sometimes you just seem like you're fucking broke yeah. And it's nice. And you're like, oh, that was really sweet and thoughtful. But there's this like patronizing, condescending tone to that. So I think that you have to set the tone with buying gift a gift before you can make a gift. Hmm. But I've made gifts that are really nice. Like I did this thing. I think it's nice. You guys tell me what you think. But I made a booklet of, of my girlfriend and I made a, like a little animated thing of her. And then I photoshopped her in all of these situations that were like sentimental uh, moments that we had shared in our relationship. Wow. And it was like a children's book. Creep alert. <laughs> it's not sweet. He's making a secret photo book for children about his girlfriend. That uh, I gave to her, obviously. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm a little confused though. What, 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 uh, is it a photo album? It's Yeah, so you print, it, you print these animated images out as photos. And some of them are real photos and other of them are, are just like cartoons. But you get a little vector of, that I made of her that I chose from this like, big booklet of vectors. What is a vector? It's like a thing that you can edit images easier with, like in Photoshop. Okay, 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 okay. Right, Chris, is that accurate? Chris is our video guy. Okay. Cool. So then I made this little booklet and printed it out, and there was a little cover, and I gave it to her, and I thought it was a really nice gift. But now I'm thinking back, and I'm like, oh, does that just seem like I didn't have any money? No, dude, come on. I, and, and I think if it, <clears throat> this, is, this highlights the point we're trying to make today, which is, you know, if you're with somebody who receives that gift and then is annoyed that it clearly does not represent some significant monetary uh, sacrifice that you made on her part, that's the wrong person, to me at least. Right. I don't want to date that person. But if they're more moved by that because you spent hours working on it, you put a lot of thought into it, you researched the photos, you dug back through... It's memories. It's things that were significant to you about her. That should mean a lot more. And I suspect right. that it did, knowing Hillary as I do. Yeah, I think you're right. I hope so. We'll see. I'm trying to think about what would be a, a great homemade gift. I, I think photo albums are great. Shutterfly makes a lot of these. Uh, my dad always gives us these at Christmas, the oh, family. That's cool. There are these books that yeah. are that you are just get album books. Yeah, those are cool. Um, I like those a lot. But... If you went out and you went to Central Park, you know, with a hacksaw <laughs> and you cut down some young saplings and then you strip them of their twigs and their branches and then you shave the bark off and then you bent that over a low flame and built your girlfriend a chair. <laughs> I don't know that that would mean as much to her yeah. unless you were a true woodworking craftsman who would otherwise be selling that chair at the local Native American trading post. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that that, especially if there's like a risk that if she sits in the chair, it's going to break. And yeah. She's gonna and then there, of course, there's a big risk of a park ranger coming up to you in Central Park and being like, you can't cut these trees down. <laughs> the fuck is the matter with it's you? It's a park. What are you doing? So you're like, no, no, no. I have a deal with the uh, local Native American trading post. <laughs> you ever been to a trading the post? Algonquins. Yeah. Yeah, but usually they just sell cigarettes, dude. <laughs> so racist. It's uh, true. They like in there's one in, in on Long Island, there's a bunch, and like people just go there because there's no taxes on the cigarettes. So there's just like cheap cigs. Wow. And like tattoos and shit. 
They make tattoos? Well, they have like tattoo artists. This particular one that I'm thinking of. The one I know that we used to go to, we used to drive. We, My family, my dad's side of the family has a cabin on Lake Huron. Oh, wow. You know, which is one of the big Great Lakes. You know the Great Lakes? Yeah. Lake Superior, Lake Erie, Lake Huron, Lake Ontario, Lake There's only one Michigan. More. Well done. Thank yes, you. very good. Thank the mnemonic you. is Holmes, H-O-M-E-S, oh. Huron, Ontario, Michigan, uh, Erie, and Superior. So um, Huron's a nice one. The, the house we had or the cabin was on Lake Huron in a town called Deborah, but it was spelled D-E-S-B-E-R-A-T-S. That's De- Desberats. But it was pronounced... Is that a French thing? I think it's a Native American thing. I'm, I'm going to blame everything on them. So <laughs> we would drive from Maine there. It was a 26-hour drive. Oh, my God. What? And we would do it in two days. Jesus. Spend one night in a tiny, shitty motel uh, near Sault Ste. Marie, up, up, up by there. And it was, uh, that was where the Native American trading post was. I mean, where is this... What, like, state or region? Well, it's in Canada. That's what I was thinking. It's in Ontario, but it's, you know, it's north of, I don't know, it's probably like eight hours west of Toronto. I can show you on a map. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it bit. near Detroit? Um, It's not really. No, you can, if you're flying there, you could fly to Detroit. And then maybe from Detroit to Sault Ste. Marie. Gotcha. Okay. But the point is, the Native American trading post up by up by that way was full of knickknacks and paddywhacks and give a dog a bone. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know. It was like it, dream catchers. Do you remember those? Yeah, of course. Those uh, and you, you always looked at those well, and like you were like, oh, web things. Well, I wonder what Native American chief fashioned this. And then it said made in China, and you were like, I didn't know they had them over there. <laughs> how did they canoe all the way to china <laughs> but hilarious. they they didn't uh it was just some chinese boy who had made it those those were the, the everything had jade in it mm. i bought one of those ties that people in texas wear oh my god hilarious a, a string a string tie <laughs> where you pull the thing all the way up to the neck would have gone well with your outfit this weekend yeah do you know string ties? You ever seen those, Chris? They've got those are cool. I, I and and you always think of uh of guys at like a uh, bank tellers in Texas wearing them. Howdy. And you're like, is that really a substitute for a a Windsor knot? <laughs> and it turns out it is down there. Bolo. A bolo tie. Thank you, Chris. Gee, what do you got? You oh, said yeah. something about dude. I was I so I worked on a chili. F- a chili stand in New Mexico. Here we go. Can't wait for this. All right. So, by the way, I did it for classic like, Julio story. It's total <laughs> I did it for out personal of left, experience. left field curveball. Yeah. Right. That's you worked true. on. A, say it again. A chili stand that is like part of this chili farm in New Mexico, Hot on the side chilies? of the highway. Yeah, like the good ones. Like people would come for those three weeks during chili season or three months or whatever, and get their chili for the entire year. Yeah, as we all know, chili season only lasts three weeks. So yeah, this is like a very like New Mexico-y thing. Shout out Sickler <laughs> Farms. My buddy from college, his family owned this like chili stand. Mm-hmm. And it's really popular or whatever. So I went for the weekend and somebody said this to me. I t- was telling them this story. I forget who, about a comedian. Um, and they were just like, that's such white people shit to like go do hard labor for a weekend for personal experience. <laughs> it really is but anyway so there was all the it's an interesting culture because it's like white people 
a lot of Mexican people and then Native Americans just all like equally coexisting in this like community of Albuquerque, which is where Breaking Bad takes place. Yes. Which, by the way, I saw some insane people behaving insane there. And you hear that that's what happens. Like there was a woman walking across the road at 6 a.m. wearing a pink velour jumpsuit and she had shit her pants. She's just in the middle of the road, and the shit in her pants was so jarring compared to the light pink. It was crazy. I was like, "This is insane." Then, so dude, insane. Like a shit Charleston chew, you know. So, dude, I'm hanging out with these Indians. I don't know if that's completely insensitive to call them Indians. <laughs> she said Charleston chew. That's yeah, insane. I think they're pink. They, no, maybe they're not. Yeah, they have them. The strawberry the, one. The pink Charleston chocolate on the outside, pink, pink in the middle. Okay, go ahead. That's <laughs> gross. Go ahead. Dude. Sorry. No, that's no, okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so then all this crazy shit started happening. Like these Native American Indians, whatever. I think calling them Native Americans is now also no longer PC. Probably not. Just say American Indians. Yeah, but they're not. They're not all from America. Like the ones I was talking about were up in Ontario, which is why I right. Think... But North America is still okay. Whatever. Yeah, no, you're about. you're probably right. Look to, to any. But they were all calling them Native Indians. Americans listening to this through their conch shells. We apologize. <laughs> so one of the people was again <laughs> Might have Indians. To cut that. <laughs> no, they kept saying Indians, and I was like, "Isn't that offensive?" They're like, "What? They're Indians, dude." I was like, oh, "Okay, Jesus. yeah." So one of the guys didn't, he's like, yo, he's like my brother, whose brother worked there. He's like, my brother can't come today. You know how they have, they kind of talk like mm-hmm. that. My brother, he, he was shot yesterday. We're like, what? Like Albuquerque's just ghetto like that. Also, oh. it was freezing cold because it's the fall and it's, you know, it's the altitude's extremely high. Oh yeah. Apparently marathon runners train in Albuquerque because it, you naturally dope your blood because the air is so thin. Wow. It's like training harder. So anyway, so it was, but it was still like 80 degrees and these like Indians or whatever. I'm just going to stop saying. You just say Indians. It's fine. Indians. Okay. Fine, yeah. They're standing in front of the chili roasters being mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a cold morning today. And I was like, what? It's, f- it's fucking hot. And this guy's wearing like a flannel and like putting his hands in front of the fire. And I don't know if you've ever roasted chili before, dude. It's unbelievably difficult process. You're carrying these body bags of chili, dumping in this giant tumbling flame on hot concrete in the middle of a hot day. And like you have to do that thousands of times. It's fucking no, crazy. I have not roasted chilies before. No. Okay, so anyway, the one of the Indians showed up, okay, and he was late. And I noticed that the woman who was in charge, she was like, it's okay that you're late, just next time don't be late. And she kind of like put her, her hand on his arm, and she said that. And he was like, okay, okay. And I, I asked my friend, I was like, why did she handle the, that that way? And he's like, oh, dude, the Indians are all really sensitive. He's like, and if you insult if you if you say anything to them that's like too aggressive they will get really really sad and they'll go binge drink and they can't handle binge drinking because like natural selection they didn't have alcohol so like the way that alcohol really affects them is because they just haven't had it in their like genes is it an enzyme problem kind of yeah some sort of thing like that so i was like that's insane he's like yeah they're all really really sensitive and i was like okay dude this is like sounds like a really big blanket statement so then later that night we go to a casino and I just notice all of these grown men crying. Seriously? <laughs> Dude, I swear to God. So this guy was with his girlfriend, this like really overweight Native American guy, and he's dancing with his girlfriend and he's just crying because he's like loved her so much. He was crying, he was sobbing. Wow. <laughs> it's like, fucking crazy, dude. I thought it was gonna be a big group of Native American guys losing money at the blackjack table crying. I think they like own the casinos. Because that's something I would do. Well, they do, but they still lose money. Do they gamble too? Oh, absolutely. I guess. Right? So, yeah, there's a good book 
out there. Um, I think it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. And it's about the Comanches, who were the last remaining true warrior tribe uh, of the Midwest. And to hear how the Native Americans, especially the Comanches, the Apaches, uh, some of the Sioux, how they ruled the plains, basically between like Kentucky and Colorado. Oh, wow. That whole middle 70% of the country belonged to the Indians. Right. And nobody could fuck with them. Right. And the reason was they, and this was like in the 1800s, from like 1810 to 1890. Uh, And the reason was that they were so good at horseback riding Mm. that, and and especially uh, they were so good at waging war on horseback that nobody could challenge their supremacy over that land including you know uh the 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 texas rangers who eventually you know organized forces to kind of combat them but it was it was only developments in handguns and and creating a repeating revolver that replaced like the load the single bullet loading musket revolvers and stuff like that And and the other thing was like a lot of the yeah a lot of the white men who would like the, the settlers who would tr- try to protect their forts from the marauding Native American tribes uh, they would ride out to meet them and then they would dismount and try to fight right. on luck. foot and the Indians would just ride through at breakneck speed and they were especially the Comanches were so good at riding that they would do that thing that uh, I saw recently in a John Wick movie where they would drop down off the side oh, of the no horse way. and they would use the horse as a shield as they rode through and shoot arrows from under the horse's neck. That's fucking nuts. From like the side. That's sick. Dude. And they would do this at full full speed, full so gallop. Badass. It was like turning me on. Dude, dude, they they were the best <laughs> warriors and they were so good at this. And it was only like developments in 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 you know, the white men learning how to really ride horses. And also developments in arm, uh, you know, like a, a howitzer guns, things like that, that really kind of ended up turning the tide. And then we allocated lands for them. We basically gave right. Native Americans the entire state of Oklahoma. That was supposed to be tribal reparations. Like that was like, hey, go here. We're not going to touch you. That's yours. That's your reservation. And they would go there. And then we just kept shrinking their lands. We kept saying, like, we would rip up agreements and promises. And the federal government kept kept pushing west. It's horrible. And we eventually just, you know, relegated them in the end to a few acres at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, these places that you see now. Right. uh, That have become casinos. So That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Dude, so one other thing that I remember thinking was insane at the chili farm the guy who was the farmer like the main farmer guy he had these gigantic fucking hands dude they were enormous huh and we went out on a for a work bowling trip after the first night oh boy and we all went bowling and this farmer's hands were so big his fingers couldn't fit in the slots <laughs> what, what oh boy what did i say what I just say sound insane? Well, your story has just got so many beautiful nuggets in it. Dude, it's a crazy. It was a crazy weekend. Well, what the fuck were you doing in 
New Mexico doing this? What prompted you to do this? My friend was like, dude, it's the best three-day workout you'll ever get in your entire life. He's like, you'll, you'll drink 10 waters and not pee the whole day. Wow, it's going to be crazy. He's like, it's so much fun. You should definitely come. They ended, up kept me, they ended up giving me a few hundred bucks that I wasn't expecting. But then I tried to say no to. Basically. You were planning to do this unpaid? Yeah. I, I paid for my own flight, too. How long ago? When did you do this? How old? Two, three years ago. Was this around the time that you lit that forest on fire? Maybe. I think I had already maybe done that. Or maybe that was coming up. God, I just find out, you know, this guy's life. It's like, it's like walking there, down though. the beach with a metal detector. You got to get out and there. And every now. once in a while you hear, a well, and you're like, what's that? <laughs> you, you cooked chilies with the Native American tribe in New Mexico? <laughs> And then went bowling with the chief whose fingers were too fat for the ball, so he threw it like a softball? Dude, so he, you know how, like, they'll bring in that relief pitcher who, like, he'll throw from the side? Yeah, yeah, All yeah. weird for, like, two batters? A submariner? Yeah, this yeah. is how he was throwing the bowling ball. And he was embarrassed, and he was launching it. Like, he was so strong. He was launching it, like, 90 miles an hour down the Still bouncing by the time it got to the pins? It bounced, and then we were like, dude, and he just went, Oh, I couldn't fit my fingers in the ball. Ah, oh, man, it makes me feel so bad. My heart breaks for the four, poor fat-fingered guy. But he was so gigantic and strong, dude, like a true man. Mm. I was like, this is guy's pretty awesome. Like, uh, who, who's chief from um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah. Good. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, it's a great fucking wow, movie. Wow, what a movie. Really yeah. is a great movie. Well, what a fascinating roundabout uh, conversation we've had to this point. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by the great Aaron Berg. Aaron, thanks so much for coming in. How are you? This is awesome. Yeah, we're having fun. Yeah. Nice and relaxing. Pretty good, uh, pretty good vibes in here. How'd you two hook up? This seems like a, a strange pairing. No one it seems like this. you would have like hung out in college when you would have been like, hey, man, <laughs> how's your scholarship? And you're like, I don't need mine. My dad paid for everything. I just burnt my scholarship. Yeah. It seemed like it'd be a cool thing. Because Julio seems trashy. But he's elegant below the surface, but he's done trashy stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas you, all class. Pure this, elegance. Yeah. Yes. And, and I'm like your spirit <laughs> animal now. And, and likewise, because I'm like all the stuff you wish that you could go up and say. And then simultaneously, you had the mainstream success that I so desired. And now it's dissipated. But it's like, uh, it's <laughs> wonderful to see. And, and you're one of my favorite people. Whenever I, I see love you, you. You're and the him best. too, but it's a different vibe. You're yeah. like, I'm, oh, I should act well because Francis is here. Whereas oh, yeah. you, we I just say it. slurs and we talk about puss and it's, uh, it's insane. You <laughs> it's two are a great setup. I like yeah. the way that it's like the yin and yang. And then you brought this guy from wherever you found him, we whatever. Found him. Make work MS-13 program. Uh, Guy's yeah. nose is great, by the way. Yeah. I knew where this apartment was because I saw the tip of his nose coming out the basement door. <laughs> you just called Chris. <laughs> he found Chris at a make work MS-13 yeah. camp. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> he looks great. He looks autistic, but he knows how to eat enough to bury the autism. Like, he'll feel, he's like, my brain is going crazy. But he's like, oh, as long as I have mayonnaise. And he looks like he just eats the autism away. Chris, how often do you have to wipe your nose when you're eating? It is a good question. No? It's a great nose. Yeah. Are you Greek or Jewish? Italian. 
Nice. Yeah. That nose yeah. must have hurt your mom when you came out. <laughs> it's a boy. Oh, my God. They get the stitches. You got to stitch my wife up. The nose just a ram rather than the inner cervix. It's a crazy down there. Please, oh, my God. The damn son. I'm going to call him a Chris Jr. nose. Dude, we need to take this and put it over like a... A Ken Burns effect of a picture of Chris, <laughs> just with We're this audio. Show everyone. That yeah. is great. Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm kidding. He seems like the nicest guy. Great Where did too. you know Chris from? We I put out just a, a tweet saying, "Hey, looking for a producer? People, you know, email me if you've yeah. got editing experience." And he was the one we chose. Yeah, and it was probably his face was the closest to the computer. Out of everybody, because his nose is, as soon as the tweet came out, his nose is like, I smell tweets. I smell work. You pay him in money? We do. We it's do. We nice. give him, yeah, we throw him a little, little cash every nice. every week. But, what do you uh, do with the cash? Go to your dad's diner in Astoria? <laughs> Papa, how come we don't have a clam chowder on the menu? Because we're Italian. We're not a Greek diner, Chris. Get your nose out of here. It's too I, much. I do want to ask you about, and this was the big reason we brought you, well, no. Not the big reason, but what we, what we are pushing today is your upcoming documentary. Yeah. Slash special. Documentary, I call it. Got I, it. I don't want to call it a special. Fair enough. Yeah. It's uh, it's 25 sets, and we got to hear about it. Tell us what the concept is. What's the conceit? All right. I want to hear about this. I was, uh, I was doing spots one night. I'm running around the city, and I think I had nine spots, which is a lot of spots to do. That's a lot of spots. I've never Saturday. had it. And then... In between, I'm like, there's all this downtime. I wonder how many spots I could actually do in a night. Because I was sitting around doing nothing. I'd just gotten sober, so I wasn't drinking in between shows. And I, so I went home and I wrote down. I'm like, okay. I think, and I'm like, I think I could do 18 in a night with all the connections I have and the shows that I knew. So then I looked into it. I saw Steve Byrne had done 13 years ago. And he did a documentary. And I'm like, oh, I can beat that record easily. So I started putting it together, and then I, I'm, I was in an acting class with this girl named Erin Glass, and she used to work for Morgan Spurlock's company before Morgan Spurlock me too himself. Mm. I don't know if you remember yes, that. Yes, I he do. Like, I don't. He's he, like, I was inappropriate with women. He got like, Nobody knew. Oh yeah. Just shut up. Yeah. He just, but I don't know what he's doing now. He has a new Michael guy coming Scott out. effect. Yeah. So maybe it did work. Yeah, he's doing another supersize me. Is he? Yeah. 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 With another, I forget with what. Well, good for him. So... I go through and I'm like, we can do 18. I tell Aaron, I go, I'm going to do 18 shows a night. She goes, you should document it. And I go, good idea. So I start putting a team together and she agrees to help out. And that we're, the whole time we're like, maybe Spurlock will bite on this. And this is before he me to himself. And then while planning it, I'm like, oh, I can do more than 18. I scheduled 26. And we started that day at 4.05 p.m. And I managed to do 25 sets in a what night. What day of the week was it? Saturday. And this okay. is before brunch shows, too. You could have even done more. Yeah, there was no brunch shows. In this shows. day and age. Yeah. How, many, how long ago did you do it? Four years ago. Wow. I remember when you so, did it. it crazy. Okay. You got to walk us through it a little bit. I so, go to the creek in the cave, uh, do the 405. That's like a seven-minute spot. And, there's, and that's all comics. So technically, that's not even a club show. Uh, then I go to i think we went to new york comedy club or somewhere down the east village and it just started rolling so i would do the sets would be between the shortest one was three minutes sometimes i'd be running behind sometimes i'd be running behind and i'd be like okay we can only do three minutes i gotta get to the next one 
The longest set was 17 minutes. So the hardest part was getting between set to set. It wasn't doing the sets. Some of the sets were horrible. I went into, I just grabbed some. We'd call audibles. So I'd be on my way to Greenwich Village Comedy Club. We'd be there like 12 minutes early. And I'd look in the Grizzly Pear and I'd be like, hey, do you have a show going on? The guy'd be like, yeah. I'm like, can I get up? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'd go in and there was like three people from Amsterdam. So (laughs) some of those, some of them were horrible. Some of them were like, so good i was like why am i even in clubs i should be selling at arenas like they were that level (laughs) pop like a nine o'clock show at eastville was so killer i was just like oh this is phenomenal and then as the night wore on and i got exhausted the comedy was so base and so bad i'd be like you got a black t-shirt on what are you black t-shirt guy (laughs) that's the thing too with your comedy your brain is dead yeah Yeah, and it was almost all crowd work you guys don't know berg his, in my opinion, I don't know if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but one of your strong suits is that you come up with shit on the fly. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. definitely need energy for that. So it's much harder, whereas, you know, another comedian might have just like recycled the same bits. You're doing new shit almost every time. Yeah, every show was is 100% different. I did one joke multiple times, uh, but that was it. Every other joke was totally different throughout the night. Wow. For all 25 sets. Crazy. And it sounds like... Uh, what was your goal setting out? Was it to to show how different crowds can be? Was it to show how possible it is to do as many sets in New York as you can or want? Uh, what- I think it was a love letter to like the New York comedy scene because at that time I was yeah. so enthralled by everything. And you're still at that point where, you know, oh my God, I'm getting to hang out with Dave Attell and right. Todd Berry just walked by all quietly. And there's all these great moments. So it was this, and I came from Canada and the scene in Canada was not about camaraderie. It wasn't about lifting each other up and trying to be the best you could be. It was a very competitive scene because people are trying to get out of Canada. So you have to be burying the guy after you. You have to be looking for opportunities very quietly. It's not like here where you want to share success and build on other people's success. There it was like, it was really cutthroat. Right. So when I came to New York, there was this whole sense of community that all the comics had. It's not like now where there's a civil war amongst comics That's happening. That's so crazy. Yeah. But it's like back then it was like, it's all about being funny. And if, and if you're funny, you're going to get everything that you want to get. Mm. So there was this beauty and uh, to show like how different shows can be. You know, from that three people show to like a 200 people show where it's popping and it's fire. And, you know, you're running around spot to spot, but a celeb could drop in at any time mm. and throw everything off kilter. And it was also this really jazzy experience where it was like, it's all going to work out. So even if we're late, the car broke down at one point, the wipers went out, there was, and it was pouring rain, so I'm running on foot between sets. Oh, wow. Um, it was just like, an, it was a love story to New York comedy, and there hadn't been one since Seinfeld did Comedian. Yeah. You know, there mm-hmm. wasn't something that really showed... And if people watch this and they're young comics, they'll be like, oh, I got to go to New York. You can do 25 sets in a night. Right. It's unheard of. That's that's it's what crazy. people that's in crazy. small towns do in a month, maybe, a, or two a, months. A, 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 a 25 year, sets bro. in a month is, is not a bad month. For, right. For most comedians. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Now, nuts. How, uh, how much setting up did you have to do in terms of really asking for people to like throw you up i mean you said there were a couple show audibles that you yeah. called 
got up. But but how many how many sets were you expecting to do? I really I had twenty six scheduled. I was like, if we get twenty, I'd be really happy. Yeah. And then as we started getting closer, I was like, oh, we got to get all, we got to get as close as we can to 26. And we got 25. But the setting up was calling the clubs, getting on the, and some clubs wouldn't, strip wouldn't let me in. And the strip like had passed me. It was the first club that passed me when I moved here. And I called, uh, and DF Swedler ran a show yeah, there. I know DF. And I called and I was like, hey man, I'm doing this thing. Can I get it? He's like, nah. Just, just like a oh, hard Is it the no. Saturday bringer really? at 6 p.m.? I think so, yeah. yeah. I know that show. And I was like, I just need five minutes. They're like, no. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'll remember this. And yeah. I don't work the strip now <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not going to send a veils in. So, I, you know, I, I took that personally. I don't work the seller, so it, it was harder to do because the seller, you so, know, yeah. then was running four or five shows a night. They didn't have all those venues. They didn't have Fat Black yet? No, but if they had all those venues now, you could do seven or eight in a night just there. Easily, yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, I don't know if anybody will be able to beat that record. They, yeah, they is it the Guinness Book of World Records? No, record? they wanted eight thousand dollars. Oh, what? Yeah, the Guinness people wanted to 8, publish. You have to pay your that's way. Yeah, they that have thing? to. Yeah, they have what a to. Joke. Yeah, that's so crazy. That thing. Oh, what a sorry. That's a letdown. Franchise. My whole childhood is is like ruined now. Yeah, because the, you got to pay. Because like the idea that you have to pay because it's just a fucking racket. Yeah, it's a racket. Like, I jerked off fifty times in a day. If I pay, give him eight thousand <laughs> yeah. dollars. They got to watch the dead skin <laughs> flying everywhere. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> why couldn't I watch somebody eat? You why wanna, couldn't I go to the bigger nose contest? <laughs> you want to talk about a red rocket? I mean, oh, yeah. fifty times in 50 one day. That thing is chafed and, and and bulging. Um, <laughs> so yeah. so um. <laughs> Fuck, this is fascinating. Uh, what made you decide to wait four years, or was it more of a production? I was thing? trying to get the movie done, so we we had we got the footage. Then we had to get it to an editor, and then he cut it up. Then we're like, okay, here's the stuff we're going to use. Now we need an editor with a, a vision to really make a story happen. So we got uh, Ben DeMarco, who's brilliant, yeah. and he uh, he edited it and put it all together and gave us a great story, and then. We had to find a distributor and it was, uh, you know, it was a long time. It wasn't the top priority thing for most of us involved, but it was always there. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's like we, you know, we produced it ourselves and it took four years, but the record still holds up, which is great. It would have sucked if the record was gone. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's not so, going anywhere. In the back of your head, were you ever stressed out about that? You're like, is someone, and then you're like, no one's going to fucking. Well, there was a girl at the time. Uh, who was like, I'm going to break the record. And it just happened at the same time. So I found out about it. And she literally did it two weeks before me. Uh, Jessica Delfino is her name. Okay. And she's like a musical comic. And so she did it. And I was watching to see how many. She, and she was just like Instagram living it, I think, or, or periscoping it. Oh, wow. And then I remember her being like, I'm at nine now. I'm going to go do 10. And then we watched her go do 10. It was like on a subway platform and she was just singing. And I was like, okay, this is a different. Doesn't count. Yeah, okay. this is a different thing. Yeah, you That's didn't bullshit. want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. But so I did it. And then she always qualified. She's like, well, I have the record for the most uh, sets by a woman. And I was like, yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah. Oh, right. right. <laughs> yeah, Asterisk. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, Interesting. Really stupid of her to It was exhausting. Uh, but it, it was so fun. And then the next day I went back to work. The next night I was out doing, I think I canceled one spot, but I went and hosted a show the next night. Well, Barry, you've always been nice. Like even before, like. Remember when I was a drunk? 
least I do. Yeah. I want to hear about bird, that. You're just spinning that red wine glass around. So much red wine. You told me about that when you did our, our barstool show. Yeah. That you used to kill a couple bottles of red Loved wine. Loved it. Miss it. Wow. You're a fucking wild card, dude. You hear about Bergs. So I think this is one of the th reasons I was looking forward to having you today is because your past is insane. Yeah. Berg has a book. You have a couple books. Two Mr. Books. Manners is, one, is the one that I've read. Yeah. And it's fucking insane. You and laugh highly, out loud at that It's book, very right? funny. I yeah. highly recommend reading it. I didn't it. know about this. Two yeah, books. dude. It's awesome. Jesus. Mr. Manners, proper etiquette for the modern degenerate. It's just Berg, like a series of some of the most insane stories. As proper references. etiquette for paying a hooker. Yeah. Proper <laughs> etiquette for doing cocaine with famous people. Wow. A bunch of stuff. This yeah. is tremendous. This dude, is a very crazy, funny book. man. And when, when did you at, write that? Oh, that must have been five years ago, six years ago. And then American Etiquette, failing upwardly in a Fox News Nation. And that's stand-up. Yeah, no, it's like a live audiobook recording. It's oh, never cool. been... I did it with the first book, too. That's cool. I bring an audience in, and I basically read from the book, but it's hilarious. So that's great. It's like stand-up meets audiobook. Do you intersperse your own thoughts and yeah, things on the fly? Bit. I'll be like, I'll read and then be like, this guy's black. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, crowd work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> you were a stripper, right? Is mm -hmm. that accurate? Yeah. Thought about going back to it. A really? Couple, a couple years ago. Wanted to make some more money. Was like struggling at the club level. And I was like, I should go over to Hunkamania. Do they have that here? Dong out. Yeah. In New York? Yeah. Hunkamania? Where is Hunkamania? Yeah, like you've never been. Yeah, I keep playing dumb. <laughs> I Do they have right that? that? Are there guys that strip that if you gave them like $400, they'd masturbate on you? <laughs> Is there ever? I don't know. Is that? Uh, yeah, they have that. Yeah, I was a stripper back in uh, the 90s, the heyday, when AIDS was a thing. The heyday of male <laughs> stripping? No, argue? the heyday was before that. Okay. I was on the tail end of it. Like Chippendales in Toronto had just finished, and I worked at a club called Fantasies. So, okay, you were a stripper. Yeah. And was that when you were living in Canada? Yeah. Interesting. Where is that? In Toronto? Toronto. And there was good money in that. Eh. Well, you said that you thought about going back to it yeah. for I mean, financial be, reasons. Yeah, it'd be additional money. A good night, I would make three or four hundred bucks. So okay. it's not, you weren't getting rich. It's, it's not, not like, like stripping chicks. in Vegas. It's not like being a woman stripper. Right. Meth. Getting beaten. Would you... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> would you ever... <laughs> You know the real perks. Uh, <laughs> would you ever? Would you ever have nights as a male stripper where you would go into the champagne room and and a woman would solicit you? for I did sex? sex on a woman in a champagne room. You did. Here's the story. I want to hear about. So this. for a year, I'd been stripping at fantasies, and they're like, "You can't have sex if you get caught having sex. You get fired." And I don't want to get fired, so. My one year anniversary, this girl takes me in and buys three dances off me, 20 bucks each in this private room. She keeps trying to grab my junk. I'm wearing a thong, sneakers, and slouch socks. You know, Love sexy. It. Love it. Hmm. She keeps, and I go, you can't grab me. I'll get in big trouble. She goes, every other guy would let me fuck him if I wanted. I go, well, I'm not every other guy. So I take the 60 bucks, I go upstairs, and I go, this girl downstairs really trying to fuck me. My friend is like, so go fuck her. And I, yeah, but I don't want to get fucked. Who cares, Brandon? That was my name. It's your coworker? Yeah. 
Brandon, Brandon was my name. name. No, yeah. his nickname, his stripper name was Brandon. No, but the guy you were talking to. Johnny Thor. He was a stripper. Yeah. Johnny Thor. Deep voice. <laughs> just go fuck her, dude. Just go fuck her. What's your fucking problem? I once saw Johnny Thor. I walked in and he was getting blown by a dude. And I go, hey, some dude was blowing you. He's like, I know he's gay. I go, what about you? He's like, I wasn't sucking anyone off. So Johnny Thor is getting blown by a dude. Yeah. He, you, he tells you to go fuck the, the woman. Yeah. So I go, uh, I go downstairs. I go, come on, I'll dance for you again. She goes, I have no more money. I go, I don't care. Come on. And we go in. I start dancing for her. And she grabs me. Like that, get rock hard. Got a condom in my sock. Right? Ready to whip the domer up. She just grabs me, throws me inside of her. No domer. Wow. I'm all excited. This is wrong. You're not supposed to be doing this. So. Yeah. <laughs> literally. literally two pumps being generous. But then I keep going to pretend she doesn't know. Right. Then it just gets soft and flops out. And uh, I go, oh, boy. <laughs> and she goes, did you come in me? And I go, yeah. And she goes, I'm so happy I did this. And I go, why? She goes. I'm getting married tomorrow. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. And that jaded how I looked at women from that point forward. Because you were like, what? An animal. Yeah. Like, I will never know. And then what if she got pregnant and then she just had sex with her husband the next... You can't tell? No. Why is this baby bald and all muscular? <laughs> <laughs> damn dude brandon yeah oh my god what a story yeah um, has that haunted you is that a mistake in your mind no that was one of the funnest times in my life but when i was going through it i was like miserable like i lived in like a cockroach infested apartment i was dating a stripper named trudy who was kind of gorgeous but she like was from a trailer park so she had this brown snaggle tooth <clears throat> she smoked a lot she had a really raspy fucking voice Brandon, where the fuck are you? She called when, you Brandon? Yeah, when I was coming to pick her up. She was a stripper, too. She was, she was really sexy, but not really. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, she was the hottest girl I'd been with because she had fake tits and this kicking body, but she also had, like, a C-section scar, and she was 22, and she had those wow. old fake tits where they had to put them in from underneath and, like, real oh, yeah. hatchet job. They just look like closed eyes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she hated blowjobs. She hated them, but she loved uh, she loved the sex. And I would have sex with her with no condom because after a while, you're like, "What am I? Come on, I'm not gay in the '80s." So you uh -huh. just start going with no condom. <laughs> and then she thought she got pregnant. And I remember being like, uh, "I go, well, we need to talk about this." And she's like, "What's there to talk about?" And I was like, "Well, what are we gonna do? I mean, we 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 have to figure this out." She's like, "I already have two kids. I'm not." Uh, that's my beliefs, and I'm not getting rid of a baby. If we oh have a baby, God. that's a blessing. And I was like, oh. And I was my friend Sergio, who was a stripper at the time, he was trying to coach me. He's like, buddy, you need to tell this woman you cannot have a baby. You will not take care of it. It will screw the... No, wait, tell her you will be there. You will take care of it. But you do not want this baby. Okay, wait, no, tell her. And he had all these ideas. Sergio. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I was like, okay, whatever happens, I'll be there for you. She's like, I don't even care. And then, uh, and then she goes to the doctor. I'm like, what happened? She's like, it's a cyst on my ovary. I was like, yeah, cancer. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so happy. Oh, my God. Was it? 
Yeah, it was just a cyst. She wasn't. She wasn't pregnant. Yes, you know it's minor ovarian cancer. It's not. They didn't have to take her ovaries out. Hadn't metastasized. Scraper. Yeah. So wow, that's wild. This is amazing. I mean, what? What? Do you mine that period of your life? No, I love it. I mean. Uh, I did. I did like an off-Broadway show called Underbelly Diaries. I did a show called Underbelly Diaries at Theater Row like several years ago where I would do all these stories. And then there was this other one like I would would strip for gay men. You remember. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) there was... uh, there was like one guy that came in and uh, it was like, you know, there was so many funny stories, but there was also all these, you know, touching stories where it was like, they're like, you have to strip for gay men on Sundays if you want to work here on weekends. And everyone wanted to work there on weekends, but nobody wanted to strip for gay dudes. And we're like, we're not gay. And they're like, yeah, whatever. And then uh, <laughs> you'd show up and the dudes, for the most part, you'd make more money. They were cooler guys for the most part. You'd just get drunk and, and stone. Then let them fuck you in the ass for twelve bucks, and uh, <laughs> that last part I added. But uh, yeah, and there was this Russian guy we worked with. He went on to own La Bear in Dallas, Texas, which is like the biggest male strip club in the United States. And his name was Wolf, and he was this incredibly homophobic Russian guy. So he'd be like, I don't want to dance for these faggots. This is fucking disgusting. They need to fuck them. So in my country, they would be dead. We would kill them, these faggots. And they'd be like, you need to dance on Sundays. He'd be like, fucking faggots. He'd like walk around and murmur that in front of these gay. So these people are like, this is awesome. And then a Russian guy would be like, fucking faggots. And just walk by. This is not that good. (laughs) And he was, I almost got in a fight with him once. I was talking shit. And he's like, you do not think I would kill you. I would take you outside and kill you. Whatever happens, happens. I don't care if you want to go outside. But yeah, he would have made a mess of me. Wow. Jesus. I used to be able to talk my way out of those things. There was another guy named Kevin who went on to be a UFC fighter. Huge. First time I ever saw him, I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if I could ever look like that. He was that type of bodybuilder. And then four years later, I was the night before a competition and he was the night before a competition. And I stood next to him. I blew him away. He weighed 100 pounds more, but I was just so shredded yeah he couldn't even stand next to me so aaron was also a, a bodybuilder male bodybuilder yeah um, yeah female bodybuilder right i don't know why <laughs> yeah you didn't have to say man did they make you take your dick out when you danced yeah you got fully naked yeah did you have to like jerk off yeah during the like like for on the snail coming to the stage brandon you take your cock out and start jerking it <laughs> no you you would masturbate before you'd go on and then you'd tie an elastic around it this is Shot through the heart, and you're to blame, darling. You give love a bad name. Front row, who wants to get sprayed? But but you allude there to something that I have heard of, which to me makes me terrified. Elastic bands. They would they you you get yourself a boner, yeah, and then you tie and cut the circulation off mm-hmm. so it stays there so that all the blood stays in your penis like you're tying a balloon yeah. a water balloon yeah. is that bad for your penis oh, yeah. it has to be yeah. so bad guys for would your get pop blood vessels and stuff oh my god yeah. so they just have you, like a blood blister inside uh-huh. oh, oh my god, god dude jesus and dude. and and how many times would you do that all you tie off usually twice a night when you'd go on for stage for years yeah, I worked for like a year and a half. And then sometimes you'd get the shower song 
So you'd be up there for four songs. That's 20 minutes. You'd come off your dick as cold and blue. Holy oh, fuck, God, dude. man. Jesus. Yeah. That's so crazy. And you got to use lotion to get hard. You're jacking out like this. It'd be like the four of us in here. And it got so casual, you'd be like, how's everything at home? You guys are just chilling naked, jerking Jerking your off, smoking, passing a joint around with your fucking lotiony dick fingers. Oh, and my just God. just be like, what's going on? Did you fuck that girl last night? <laughs> oh, I want to fuck her. Her ass must be so nice, right? And then literally getting hard while you're talking. Wow. Right. Well, so gay. Right. That's yeah. crazy. That's what they do in porn, too, though. You know, right? Yeah. The, those gangbangs. You scenes. just get to this point. Were you so jaded? It doesn't matter. Right. When I first did it, I'd be like, I need to go in a bathroom and find a quiet place and have a magazine. Because this is in the days of magazines. You didn't have porn. Right. And you'd just be like, oh, Jesus. And I, it took me months to learn how to get hard and then go on stage. Holy fuck, dude. Wow. So when that, you confronted that guy about getting blown by a guy, were you guys jerking off? No. <laughs> but he had a great story. He was fucking someone's girlfriend. Guy showed up with a gun. Johnny's beating off. And the guy goes, dude, you fuck my girlfriend. You fuck it. Johnny doesn't stop beating off. He's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then this other guy, Night Ranger or something, comes in from behind, grabs the dude, throws him down the steps. The Two other guy. guys beat the shit out of the gun guy. And then Johnny still beats off. Desperado makes it out for his song. And <laughs> it's like shit. it's like urban legend about oh the time he had a gun God. pulled on him and still was able to get out there. That's wow. so fucking crazy. Yeah. Holy That's, shit. Yeah. I never had a gun pulled on me. Hot chocolate stole money from me. That's a he was the guy I masturbated uh, in front of a dude with. He was this big black dude. He stole. I had a man purse for a while because I thought they were cool, and I put it in my locker. And I went outside, and he stole four hundred bucks from me. Jesus. Uh, there was another guy named Black Seduction. They didn't have to put the black on, but he got there. He was from Detroit. And he was like some convicted murderer that was really? fleeing charges, and they gave him a job in Toronto. He's just this fat, greasy black dude. And he'd go out in a sequin jumpsuit and he had these finger sparkles, you know, like you go like this and little flames would come out yeah. with your fingers and he'd do those. And he's like, I'm going to be a house dancer. I'll talk to Carmen. She told me I'm going to be working on weekends. I'm going to come take everybody's jobs. And then Hot Chocolate didn't like him. He said, so Hot Chocolate's using the payphone one day and the, the, or the, the Black Seduction's using it. Hot Chocolate's like, yo, brother, man, I need to use the phone, man. He's high all the time. He's like, but wait your fucking turn. He's like, kiss his teeth at him. He's like, I said I need to use Black Seduction. Takes a phone and starts smacking hot chocolate in the face with an old payphone. You remember yeah, those old yeah, blue yeah. Don't, don't. Jesus. And then he comes upstairs. He's like, yo, Brandon, I just beat the fuck out of your boy. You next? I'm like, I ain't got a problem with you. But I'd been <laughs> oh, talking shit, mad shit behind his back. That's where I learned my comedy chops. Is like, I used to just make fun of everybody. That's the only reason they kept me. I wouldn't show up sometimes. I'd go fishing. And then they'd be like, the only reason we're keeping you here is because you're good for morale. Because I'd do impressions of everybody. Oh, my God. Bro. It was oh, so wow. fun. That's wild. Yeah. This, is, this is really good stuff, man. We're hearing some stuff that we don't usually get on the pod. No, you don't get this stuff on your pod. No. What do you get? Just nose tips? We Yeah, there you go. <laughs> how, how often do you tell these, these stories? I've never heard these things really from you telling that off i don't talk about it that much anymore most of my life now is trying to make my marriage work and uh being a right. dad and then i wonder how that stuff's gonna come people have been like well what if your daughter wanted to strip 
then I when I'm done choking them, I go, uh, <laughs> I go, no, it's just no, it's a different thing, right? For me, I didn't need, you know, I came from a, a life of somewhat privilege. I mean, came from an upper middle class family. I didn't need the money, but it was this thing that I wanted to do and I wanted to see what it was like. I could have had other jobs, you know, I was working security. I could have been a waiter. There was other shit. I wasn't on right. the streets doing it. Did it affect your relationship with your parents? My mom came and watched one night, like without telling me her and my aunt came wow and they knew i was working there but i was like i don't go naked it's all just fun they come my fucking schlong is hanging out all covered in grease and then uh <laughs> holy shit yeah i was uh then the next night i went over my mom's like oh we came and watched your show you're very talented and wow. it's one of the Support things us. my wife hates is that you know no matter what I do, my mom's like, he's very good at what he does. <laughs> my, Christine's That's like, my parents mom. hate me. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. And my dad, I don't know, man. I mean, I look at it now and I'm like, what a disappointment. But, you know, it it, it was that shit that made me kind of get my life on track. I think it, it was that failing and uh, not dealing with shit like and becoming so shelled up and closed because of that but it was you know that bad stuff that made me able to be who i am now and i don't even know if that's a good thing you know i mean i'm uh at the forefront of a movement that's about like freedom of speech and and pushing buttons but you don't know how uh you really don't know how much you're contributing to society in a mm. positive form comedy two years ago was heralded as, oh, it's great. If people are laughing, you're doing a great thing and, and you're making people feel good. Now it's like, your comedy is hurting people and causing wars. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know if there's any answers. But I don't think it was... I I mean, I can't imagine parents being like, oh, good for you, son. Good move. Good move. It, uh, you about, went to private school, you got a degree right. in philosophy and they pull your dick out. I see. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. How could you be? You know, you as a parent, you do everything you can to make sure. But but it sounds like your parents were as accepting as sure. as you could have hoped for. Yeah. Uh, because you know. But is that even a good thing? I mean, or should they have been like, yeah, I have no son, right? <laughs> so you pivot out of this and you get into comedy. Yeah. And then you move to America. Yeah. And you during this time or. You know, did your drinking and your addiction stuff ramp up more, or was it sort of pervasive from the days? Way of more. Being when you moved to yeah, when I moved to New York, I was like, as soon as I got here, I started drinking because you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah. From you know, in Toronto, I was kind of one of the big dogs, and then you come down here, you nobody. You started comedy in Toronto. Yeah. And they moved here. Okay. Yeah, I was getting my ass kicked. I moved. I had a nice loft back in toronto i was engaged to uh, a fun chick and uh i was like now nah, i gotta go to new york and and get better and, and go play real ball and uh i moved from this gorgeous place i had to like this six by eight room in astoria with cockroaches and a mattress on the floor and i'm like jesus what am i doing you yeah. lose a lot of cockroaches man yeah this is two separate mm. decades yeah, apart you're separate. like god damn it yeah yeah you, you get your it. ass kicked and the booze seems you think it's helping, you know? Like, okay, this makes the pain go away a little bit, but it doesn't. And it was like, even when I wrote the first book, and then I was just like, okay, this is, I'm like, I'm not, 
life's not what I want it to be. So what's the thing that's getting in the way? And I was just like, oh, I drink every night and I don't get out of bed until two in the afternoon. So mm. let's cut that out. And mm. cigs too. I was smoking cigs yeah. at the same time. When did you make that decision? What year was that? February 23rd, uh, five and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah, the night uh, Canada won the gold medal from the United States in hockey. I remember the next that morning. Sidney yeah. Crosby scored the yeah. game winner. So, wow, that was so that was a big decision. It sounds like you were pretty functioning despite yeah. the alcohol. I never thought. I mean, I used to hang out with Bird all the time yeah. when he was just sipping, and you seemed completely like you had control of it in the sense of your behavior. You yeah, seemed normal. But I get that that's equally dangerous because you, if you function perfectly on the outside, but still, you're still waking up at 2 p.m. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not fun. Waking up at 2 p.m. is really demoralizing. Yeah. You're yeah. depressed. Yeah. I get up at 10 on some weekends if my wife lets me sleep in. And I'm like, oh, the day's gone. It is. Because yeah. I get up at 6 usually every other day. That That's better. I've yeah. started... Uh, charging my phone in uh, not in my bedroom and this has changed things so i wake up with a regular alarm clock now yeah and if i don't have my phone in my bedroom the alarm clock goes off i lie there for a few minutes and then i get up whereas when i used to charge my phone right near my bed on a bedside table my phone alarm would go off i'd look at it and then i would just lie in bed and scroll through my phone for like 45 minutes to an hour and then you get up and you're like, what a waste of time that was. I don't let myself look at my phone until after I write my morning pages. So even though my phone wakes me up, I go, okay. And then I'll see if I, the you know, text will be there or whatever. But I'm like, I don't address them until I write three pages. Three pages of jokes? No, just three pages of whatever. Like diary type stuff yeah it's like morning pages from the artist way so yeah, sometimes yeah. there's jokes yeah, sometimes there's just bullshit. i don't know anything about that lovely yeah. book yeah huh. changed my life art uh what's it called the artist way you read it right i haven't but i know a lot about it and yeah. i've heard what you just morning referenced. pages are pretty it's just like a brain drain yeah it gets all the crap out i like that and you can start going and most people take half an hour i bang it out in like nine minutes wow Three pages. He's just writing nonstop. That's good, dude. Uh, that also doesn't surprise me. Hmm? I feel like fucking rapid fire coming out mm -hmm. of your brain. Do you have a mistake that you can think of uh, from either comedy, drinking, uh, stripping, anything that has happened to you in the last 10, 15 years where you think, you know, if that hadn't happened, things might have gone better? I wish I could have that one back. I said chink when I was up for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> when oh, you got it. That's someone else. Yeah. Um, oh, boy, there must be something. See, the stripping wasn't that bad. I feel like I'm going <sighs> to... I think I would have been more mainstream successful if I had worked on being a clean comic um but that I, I, there's no that that's the only thing but it's not i don't think i would have enjoyed mainstream success you know i think uh no what what if i drinking definitely slowed me down if i wasn't drinking i think that would have been a big thing is it i think i would have been an action star 
I think I would have been a movie star if I wasn't drinking. Do you think that you wish you had stopped drinking completely sooner or that you'd had a more temperate and moderate uh, relationship with alcohol? I would love if I had a temperate and moderate relationship with alcohol because I'm still missing now. We were over at a friend's for dinner and they're sipping red wine. I was like, boy, I'd love to do that. Have you not had a sip since February 23rd of 2013? No. Wow. Do you fear that it would be an instant slippery slope back probably into... yeah i'm very i'm very addicted like i smoke cigars and i smoke like two or three a day and cigars should be like a hey here's one a week right. like, yeah <laughs> you also when you started i remember you took you were taking a break initially yeah you were like i'm gonna give it a rest for a little bit but yeah. then you're like oh my life is yeah i was now. like i'm not gonna drink again until i book something major that, that was it or and I still don't think I've booked anything major. <laughs> but it's like little things where you get like a little movie part, but I never book like a life changing thing. Or I was like, or when I go on my camping trip and then I, then I was like, it was too far in. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do it. But yeah, it yeah. should have been a break. That's how I stopped. I was like, I'm going to take a break for what? Yeah. Till I book something. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Amazing. Let's plug uh, the shit out of this. We got, 25 sets by Aaron Berg dropping in two weeks. Where can we find it? It is right now on iTunes for pre-sale. You can buy it on pre-sale. If you buy it on pre-sale and you have Apple products, that's awesome. If you don't have an Apple product, wait till October 15th. It'll be on Amazon. That's where it's going to be streaming. It's huge. Jim Gaffigan was on there. They're saying Berg, the next Gaffigan. Do you know who said that? Not one person. But it is on, uh, it's going to be on Amazon, which is very exciting. Amazon's making a big, I'm texting my wife what uh, type of luncheon meat I want. Um, Because she's there at the grocery store. I can't, you know, she she doesn't understand that, you know, people do stuff in the day. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Amazon. It's huge. They're making big moves. They have Gaffigan, Alana Glazer, Mm -hmm. me. We're blowing it up. Yeah. They it, got uh, David Cross, that racist guy. Oh, I like He's him. got, uh, <laughs> you remember the old David Cross story that he was like so liberal, but then he got caught being racist to like a Chinese comic. I oh, didn't really? see that. I don't know no. about this. He walked up. He's like, oh, you know, speak English. <laughs> and she was, it was a big story. Wow. It's worth Googling. David Cross, okay. Chinese racist. Hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's huge. Where you can so find it. they got uh, David Cross's on uh, Comedy Dynamics is putting all these things out on Amazon. David Cross's promo video has maybe a hundred views. Guess how many twenty five sets has? Fifteen thousand. We're crushing it. Wow, it's great, it's, it's a really cool doc. It's funny. It's touching. Lots of good uh, New York comedian cameos. Ari mm. Shafir, David Tell, Big J Okerson, Joe List, Dan Soder. Gashi Magoo. Am I in it? Uh, I'm not in it. You no. guys cut me out. Yeah. Did you, did you, were you there I don't, for that I, night? I don't know if they actually got interviewed about it. I remember seeing him when he was doing it. And I know Benny cut it together really nicely. Wow. Yeah. Out, Benny Very Benny. cool. Yeah. Otherwise, we can also see you on In Hot Water um, on the Compound Media Network. Monday to Thursday. Every morning, Monday through Thursday. Check that out. Your Twitter handle is at Ehrenberg Comedy. And your Instagram, at Ehrenberg Comedy. Perfect. That's him. Check it out, folks. It's really going to be a very cool thing to see. Uh, You know us. Julio is at not Julio with a J. I am at Francis C.C. Ellis. I'm at Gotham Comedy Club November 22nd and 23rd for the weekend. You can get tickets to that at FrancisEllis.com slash shows. Anything coming up, Jules? 
Uh, yeah, Fat Baby in the New York Comedy Festival. Come check that out. We're Hell, you can't out announce that until tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, this won't drop until then, so it's perfect. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, thanks for joining us, man. We're very excited what about your project. What a pleasure. Thanks, yeah. man. Let's thanks go fuck through, these bro. firefighters. Perfect. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah.